Good morning and welcome to The Hair Affair. This is Christine, your host, and I am glad you are joining me today on this Wednesday morning. It is December 6th and I have to do a little shout out. Happy birthday to my best friend of all time forever and ever for, gosh, I don't know. I think we're looking at 30 years now or so and that's Angel. Happy birthday, Angel. I hope you have a great day. Today is a discussion from a stylist point of view. And there are two ways to look at this, but here's my perspective and how it affects the stylist directly. We'll get more into it later, so grab your coffee cup, join me in the beauty lounge, and we'll have a great discussion. Well, today I've got a story that um, some might consider a little taboo or even a subject that they really don't want to approach with their clients or their guests in the chair. And this comes from, of course, personal experience. And I hope that everybody has something set in place to to help cover their booty butts on this a little bit. Um, So what I'm bringing to you today is an experience with not just one. There's been a couple, but today I I stood up for myself um, or the other day I stood up for myself on this matter. And that is a customer or a guest that stands you up, doesn't make it to their appointment texts you or calls you with excuses or flat out just is a no-show. But you kind of give them a little bit of opportunity because, you know, you've built these relationships with your guests and the chair and your clients and you kind of have that um, work friendship relationship going on because you know them well. And and for instance, in this matter, um, I, I knew that this woman has been going through uh, some difficulties in life, let's just say. And so I was trying to extend grace as a good person because that's just part of who we are as stylists, right? We're there to help encourage, just to listen, whatever it is sometimes that our guests are asking from us. Um, And so you get to know their stories and their personal lives and and maybe sometimes a little too much or more than what you want to know. Well, specifically this person, I related in some ways to her and I, I felt like that I could extend some grace with her that I wouldn't normally most of my guests. But that has proven to be a very rocky road. And I would highly recommend that you really, how do I say this? You want to check yourself a little bit. And I know that we all have good intentions with our heart and what we want to do and how we want to help people provide um, a great, or provide for them a great experience in the salon, because sometimes that is their only escape from reality of what's really going on out there in their day-to-day lives. But also, stylists, remember that as much as most of us would love to do our work for free, we just can't, period. We are valuable people and we have taken uh, the time and the energy and the financial um, steps to do what we do to be that person in these people's lives. And I know for a fact, if I could do this job for free, I would probably do that. But the truth is that 
because we have invested so much into ourselves and our time and our energy, we really can't do that because we have bills that we need to pay too. And as times are truly difficult right now, whether it's just getting your basics paid each month, and that's your utilities, your rent, your um, your food on the table, childcare, gas in the car, whatever that looks like, that's hard enough on top of what you have to pay for if you're a booth renter in a salon. You know, you've got your product back bar that you have to build up. You have your retail line that you're selling. You have the color items that you have to buy. You have, I mean, there's so much as a booth rent person that you have those bills on top of just your regular living expenses as well. And I know it's a hot topic and a, a discussion a lot on social media on that I see in different groups that I belong to that are all hair affiliated and um, they're all stylists or barbers that um, communicate with, you, with each other, whether it's just asking for advice on how to handle a client or color ideas or color formulation ideas. Um, but I also see a lot of conversation on how to handle no-shows or those that are repeat offenders. And honestly, it's you have to stand up for yourself and for your business. And I did place, about a year ago, I did place a cancellation no-show policy. And all my guests knew about it. Um, and I also posted it on social media and it's also on my booking website. So it's out there, but it's up to me to enforce that. And there have been times where I just let it slide, you know, um, because either I just wasn't busy that day and I could move clients up to fill that hole, or maybe there happened just to be a walk-in. But the fact of the matter is, is I'm getting busier. I do have a wait list. But sometimes that wait list doesn't cover that moment in time or the people that are on your wait list may not be able to um, get to the salon in time so you can you can fill that appointment before your next client. And so I'm finding it imperative that I have to have a backbone. And that comes down to enforcing that policy. And it kind of stinks. And it, and it stinks for those that have good intentions. It stinks for those that, um, are, are on time. They do truly have things that happen and they can't make an appointment. Um, whatever that case is. And the one bad apple ruins it for everybody, but you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your business and you need to treat your business like business and keep friendship out of it. And that doesn't mean being cold to your client when they're in the chair. That means still give them grace, still listen to them, still whatever, but set those policies in place. And in my policies, I have that they, if they, if they're a no-show, then I will charge them 100% of whatever that service was. Um, if they get a hold of me within a 24-hour period, and it's totally something that is out of their control, 
more than likely, I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'll just say, thank you for getting a hold of me and at least letting me know. Um, but if they get a hold of me, tw- you know, less than 24 hours ahead of time, or it's just that something just doesn't feel right about it, then there's a 50% charge of whatever that service was. Now, for a no-show, and you charge them the full service price, and they book with you again, my requirement is that they pay for that service up front before you put their names in the book. And I know that each salon is different, whether you're booth renting or not. Some places, even if you're booth renting, you still have somebody who answers the phones and takes messages or, or books your appointments for you. But make sure that if you have somebody doing that, that they know your policies as well. Because honestly, you deserve it. You deserve that time. You deserve... I mean, people don't show we don't get paid. I don't know how else to put it. So in my experience, that has led me to share this podcast with you is I had a guest um, who was also a former hairstylist in a different state. And she, you know, of course, was the typical guest, showed up in my chair the first time, found me on social media, which was great. And, you know, oh, you know, I used to be a hairstylist and I, this is the formula that I want, or this is what I'm looking for. This is the haircut that I want. And, but I haven't been able to find anybody since I moved here. Okay. First red flag, right? We all know this. When you have somebody sitting in your chair and they've been talking about how they've already seen three or four different hairstylists prior to you and that none of them can get it right. Okay. Anyways, put that aside for now. So that very first appointment, it was an, it was a late afternoon appointment and it came time to check out and her debit card was not working, but she was showing me how she had a check in hand from the state for, I don't know if it was disability. I don't know if it was child support. I don't know what kind of a state check it was for. It wasn't my business, but she was showing me, I've got the money. I just need to run to the bank. And so she, I said, okay. And she left and went to the bank. And remember, I live in a small town. So the bank is literally like three minutes from where, from where my salon was at. And I think she must've been gone for nearly an hour. And this whole time she is texting me saying, oh my gosh, my bank's got something all messed up. Um, We can't figure this out. The check won't deposit, you know, like excuse, excuse, excuse. Finally, she shows back up and hands me cash. And so we, I rebooked her, you know, I thought, you know, it's her first appointment, you know, things happen again. I'm either completely naive or I distrust everybody out of the gate or that's just, I don't know. It's just me anyways. So, you know, the next few appointments that she comes into, they've been fine. She's been doing good. You know, the cards always worked she, or she's had cash. I've always received my payment. She might be 10 or 15 minutes late, which I have learned with her to book her. You know, if I want her really there, say at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'll book her. I'll tell her I booked her at one thirty. So then by two o'clock, she's there. So moving further on down the road here and, and living life with her and hearing all these stories and things that she's going through, which truly are, they're not fun and it's, and it's not good times and things have been difficult for her. 
about a month ago, uh, she came in. We did her appointment. She bought some product from me. And we get out to check out and her card's not working. And she tells me that she left her wallet in another town. It's about a 45-minute drive to the salon there and back. Well, one way, I should say. And it was it, it was end of day. And, so, and I told her, you know, we'll figure something out. You know, you can text me your card information if you're comfortable with that. And I can run it manually through my system and we'll be, you know, bada bing, bada boom, taken care of. Right. And she's like, oh, great. Thank you so much. You know, and so she leaves for the afternoon or for that evening and goes home and I get home from work and I just sent her a quick reminder that, hey, you know, just reminding you that um, get me that card information so I can pay for your appointment. Well, granted, I let that slide a little bit. I was leaving town the next day um, to go out of state for some training. And so my mind was also elsewhere trying to make sure I had everything that I needed taken care of, airline stuff in line, you know, all that awesome stuff. So then I get to New York City and I'm in training that week and it hit me. Hmm. You know, I haven't heard from this person. And so I sent her a reminder just saying, hey, just, you know, a reminder, if you want to get me that information, I can run your card and we can get your appointment paid for. And um, I didn't hear back from her right away. And I finished my week that that time in New York and I get home and from training and I get a hold of her a third time. And this goes back and forth. I don't know, for a whole month. Well, at this point, you know, she's pretty much begging me, you know, well, I don't want to lose you as a hairstylist. And I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting, you know, the excuses. And at this point, excuses are just blah, 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 blah to me. Um, and the only reason why I say this is because I myself am not a perfect person at all. And I do have a history as we all do. And I am re in recovery and I've been through treatment and I've been through outpatient treatment and I've really worked hard on my recovery and excuses are just, they go in one ear and out the other for me. Even to this day, I catch myself when I go to make an excuse and I stop myself and I just own whatever it is. Did this happen? Yes. Okay. I apologize. Whatever the situation is. So her excuses to me is just background noise. I don't even hear them anymore. And then last week, her, she had an appointment that was scheduled that was supposed to be her six week um, appointment from her last one. And I sent her a text message to remind her, Hey, just letting you know, I know you have a lot of things on your mind, but you do have an appointment at this day, such and such time. I need to know if you're going to be there. Also, remember that you still owe from your last appointment. And then I get the message, more excuses, which they may or may not be true. I don't know. But at this point, I'm over it. And, you know, she's out of town. She's helping in that move. She's, she's got this. She has that, whatever the case is. And so I went ahead like a fool and rescheduled her for another appointment a few days later. And I, on that day, I receive a text from her. She was actually initiating this one 
saying, you know, I really needed to get a job. I'm working. I'm, you know, 45 minutes away is, do you have any time this week that you can squeeze me in? And I just responded simply with, I have a 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's it. Great. I'll take it. She says, well, guess what folks? 9 a.m. comes. 9.10 comes. 9.15 comes. 9.20, I'm on the phone with her saying, all right, this is where I draw my boundary. This, this is it. This is the last time. You owe me for last month. You owe me a cancellation for last week, 50% of your appointment, and you owe me in full today's appointment. And if you want to reschedule, I need that appointment up front, 100% before I even put you down on the books. And I had a moment where I felt bad about having to have that discussion with her. But at the same time, enough is enough. And I can't keep doing this to myself. And I need to start enforcing my policy a little bit harder because I am getting busier. I am getting harder to get into. And my time is valuable. Your time is valuable. And our people need to understand that. Our clients, our guests, our, shoot, even our family and friends. So think about it. But I just want to, I just want to give you a little heed, a little warning that don't go down the same road. And if you already have, you know what I'm talking about. But protect yourself in this business because things are getting scary out there. And there's more things that we could talk about, for instances, when it comes to payment and um, all the different schemes that are being played out there, but that we can leave that for another Style of Sunday show. So tell me your stories. I want to hear what you've been through, what your ideas are. Do you have a different policy in hand? What does yours look like? You know, email me, leave comments on my post, whatever that looks like. Let's have a true, honest discussion about it because it's real and life and working is hard enough already to have to add this on top of it, especially if it could quite possibly burn you out and kill the passion that you already have in this industry. Let's not let that happen. Again, thank you for joining me today, folks. And as always, you can email me or you can text me or you can look me up on the website and that address is theheraffairwithchristine.com. But thank you again for joining me today, and we'll have more for later. See ya.